Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 245 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with a Lauren who is in recovery. Hmm. Recovery? Yeah, last night was,、uh, mm. was a time. Yeah, it was. It was very difficult. I mean, playing through Final Fantasy V after not playing through it for a long time, it just, it's hard. You forget how hard it is.、Um, and we have yet to complete the,、um, complete the game. And why is that, Lauren? What happened? X Death is a jerk. <laughs> We, we thought we were making good progress, and then Grand Cross did、um, instant death to one character, petrify to another, and zombification to the remaining two. Yep, instant death. Done. Game over. It was horrible.、Uh, It took a while、yeah. to actually process what had happened. Yeah. That, that's how severe that turn of events was, and it was not pleasant. Mm hmm. So, we're going to be doing that again. Yep. We're going to do it until we can actually beat it. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs>、yeah. I really hope it's next, it's next thing. So, yeah, the,、uh, the Final Fantasy V stream has been, been an interesting ride.、Um, I think we spoke, spoke about it on the last podcast in terms of like, how, how disjointed it feels because there's so much story exposition. And like, the last third of the game, it's probably the last 10 to 15 hours that we've spent on the game has just been grinding. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I know it sounds a bit entitled because it's just like, well, well, you know, grinding is part of the experience, but it is, it is tiring. It's also more the fact that we've been grinding, it's, but it's been misguided grinding. Like, but, we've、yeah. been grinding like the wrong things and it's all part of the experience. It is all part of the experience because you、but、know think, next time you won't make these same mistakes again. But I think as well, like, we've kind of been, um, we've been, Babied a bit with,、um, spoiled a bit with the modern games where, like, Steam,、uh, the Steam versions of Final Fantasy games, you can fast forward grinding and s t u f f It does make the grinding make it, a lot nicer. Make it feel a lot nicer. And obviously, we're not playing the Steam version, we're playing the Game Boy Advance version. So there isn't that implementation. <laughs> They didn't want the Game Boy Advance people to have an easier time. They didn't want them to. Be able to blitz through the game. Nay. They wanted them to suffer as the NES, NES, was it SNES? SNES, SNES people before them had, had suffered.、Um, but yeah, I mean, the only other thing is the fact that like the music is just so good. Like the, and the decisive battle with、uh, X Death is actually really good. So playing through that bit is not that bad. Yeah. And like the Neo X Death battle theme is really cool as well. Yeah. It's like, It's really underrated in that regard.、Um, But I think he could well be the hardest final boss. Yeah, definitely. I mean, of the main series, not including the MMOs. I feel like we've, we've、yeah. scraped through one, and, one through four with the skin of our teeth, by the skin、yeah. of our teeth. Like we've done minimal grinding and we've been able to just about. I feel as though in every single one of those fights,、mm. whether it was、uh, Chaos, the Emperor, Cloud of Darkness, or、um, Zeromus, we've, we've, it's been really touch and go as to, or not we, we will, as to whether or not we would have beaten the boss.、Mm. But we, haven't, we hadn't failed on any of them、yeah. until now. Yeah. And like, that's the thing as well is that like, we've, 
some some of the times we've been able to cheese like bosses that were optional and stuff but it's like there's no cheesing omega and really and there's no cheesing shinryu i mean i guess there could be like a teensy bit of cheesing but it's like you either beat them or you don't like they are very very difficult yes and you have to do a lot of planning Mm -hmm. yeah they're not bosses you can beat with no planning you have to know exactly Mm -hmm. what you're doing going into and that fights. is not my style i typically am the type of gamer who's kind of like a bull in a china shop and what well, both kind of us are like we both just wing it yeah i i probably wouldn't have done so much when i was younger but nowadays because time is a precious commodity winging it is the best way forward mm. yeah like i just that's what i enjoy doing um but yeah no but ultimately yeah we've had a lot of people come on and say say their love for five and that's absolutely fine but they've also understood why um why it's not necessarily our favorite yeah because yeah if you don't have the time to do all that planning around the jobs and to build your characters in the correct way so that all the jobs complement and all the skills are complementary there's the time but then there's also the interest (laughs) yes i'm not interested (laughs) in in that aspect of of playing those games but for some reason i'm fine with final fantasy 10 too for some reason i'm okay with doing the dress spheres but i just find that style of leveling up is a lot more fun i think the dress spheres also made it more interactive yeah like you can change on the fly yeah obviously you had to like do the setup to be able to change on the fly yeah and like the the bosses were difficult but i never really I I never really felt like they were in well no I did feel like they were impossible but I actually wanted to beat them I just don't know why I don't know why I'm willing to give maybe I am blinded by the girl powerness of Final Fantasy X. I think that's definitely the case and that is why I prefer playing that game to playing Final Fantasy V right now um but yeah I mean Ultimately, and I've said this before on the podcast as well, it's like you can love Final Fantasy and not love every game in the series. It's it's something that you can do and it's you're perfectly valid in how you feel. I would I would okay. love to meet the person that loves every single game in the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, watch. Talking- Everybody's going to come to us and be like, we absolutely love every game. Okay, well, I want you to play every game, 1 to 15. And also all the spin-offs start to finish, as well. Start to finish and see how you feel at the end of it. <laughs> Those spin-offs have got to be in there too. You know, yeah. Mystic Quest, the Tactics Games, Crystal Chronicles, Chocobo's Dungeon, In a way, it is good because like, I'm, I'm more excited for the later games now. Like All the bravest. Oh my God, not all the bravest. I'm more excited for all the newer games now. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to going into six, um, but more so seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, so from that standpoint, <laughs> thank you, older games, for being so difficult and painstakingly hard in order to make me excited for. I think there replaying. is like a, there is something to be said for kind of the rite of passage, though, mm. because it does enable you to understand where the franchises come from like you'll get Mm. a lot more appreciation for the later games but also a lot more understanding about why they are the way they are yeah and where it's where they've come from yeah completely but it's weird because like when i've done this in the past by myself 
it is so much harder to revisit these games when you don't have something like a stream motivating you to do so. Like when we used to try, I remember once we tried to play Final Fantasy IV together um, and I think we got up to the first dungeon and I just lost interest. Like I was just like, I don't, I really don't feel like playing this game again. I just don't like, let's, let's play something else. Like the stream really makes it feel like I need to, I just need to get through it because I need to get through it. And there have been some definite good points to doing yeah. so as well. Oh, completely. And I think like the first third of Final Fantasy V is a masterpiece, honestly. Like I think the the writing is like just on point and the characters are fantastic. It's just the end bit. They just really drop the ball on the end bit end bit of writing. But yeah, I think it's it's if I just consider the first third, I like it more than any of the other older ones that we played but um but yeah the end bit oh no (laughs) the dungeon and then the boss fight oh necrophobe was also i I mean like we we managed to cheese him down a little bit yeah but But even with that it was it was uh touching yeah like you i i could have died very easily um but yeah um, but yeah so that's our adventures with final fantasy 5 um the podcast is probably going to come out before the final stream what we're hoping is the final stream for fire so feel free to come and join us uh our twitch is lozadar l-o-z-z-a-d-a-r and we'd love to have you there yeah. so you can see us defeat neo x death and lauren will be victorious yes but yeah we stream on a tuesday night at seven thirty bst um thursday and saturday all at the same time um and, and we're planning to have near yes. be our next game yeah near is going to be our next game and actually the saturday stream is going to be the day before my birthday although i will have to wait a day to play like maybe we should just should just do a special stream on friday just because we'll get the game we'll have the game hopefully because like tw- it's the 23rd we're gonna have it we're gonna have it because i didn't have my bank account zapped but that's assuming it comes on the right day it. we don't know you it has to you shouldn't predict these things it has to otherwise i'm going to cry and we know we know that i i am an ugly crier that's true yes and um, we're gonna see it on the stream <laughs> one day agree with that we're gonna see it on the stream one day yes um but anyways so final fantasy union yeah today we're going to be talking about the seven remake because there was a boatload of information revealed about intergrade but before we do that it's time to do our patreon shout outs and we're going to kick things off with lewis james at lj composer zach duranto rachel casterton at drunken Vieira, barry norton at nortron zero zelda clone at apes type novels joseph robertson at pokemon trainer j alex and rachel trowman at akira namejen miles ribbons Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Bryson. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayaz Bilal. Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Lescombe. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. Marco Lillo. Timmy Turner's Babysitter. And Darren Matthews at Doomster73. And we also have a brand new Patreon supporter called Weston Dalton, whose Twitter is DarthBiscuit116. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much. And all of you other ones, thank you all so much for supporting us. All right. Seven Remake. Mm. 
The big news, Lauren, and I know you are incredibly excited to learn this. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Is that not only do we know it's called Final Fantasy VII Integrade, but what we have previously been referring to as Episode Yuffie has now been given an official name, and it's another play on words. <laughs> it's now called Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. Ooh. Because <laughs> it's... it's it's an intermission because it's like between between the but first it's also part. a mission mm. that you know do you get do you get it they're so good with their wordplay it just so it wasn't just that they came up with integrate yeah they were like all right what other words can we use that have the start with inter i wonder who they work with though because like you know i mean at least interview wise a lot of the people who work at square enix don't speak both english and japanese like oh they need translators so like what do they what what are they looking at are they just looking through the dictionary are they just Maybe. searching I mean, around dictionary.com for like words like i've just looked on uh, a website and apparently there are 1649 words that start with inter mm. because like when i consider like Japanese it would you know I I haven't I haven't learned that much Japanese over the years probably German is probably the more the more official one but like I would not feel comfortable just be like all right I'm going to use uh this word in German because and then not only that but I'm going to make a new German word or I'm just going to do a play on a German word like what what are their what are their brainstorming sessions like <laughs> I I I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know. I want to know. But then, like, I guess in their culture, there's a lot of English blending, isn't there? Like the songs and stuff. There's a lot, always a lot of yeah. play with English words. It's just so really fascinating. They are, they are quite comfortable with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of words that start with inter that they could could lend lend uh, lean on if they wanted to. Um, if they want to go down that route, depending on what else they do. Mm. It, between now and the launch of part two it's like it's so on brand for them though just the fact that they always want to make things they always want to make things really original and cool and it's just like well you know we could just make this in english we just could make this an english title but you know what we're just gonna make it like a fancy english title they could have just called it episode yuffie yeah episode yuffie would have been fine but it's now in intermission intermission it's like why why do they need to do that but anyways, okay. Um, uh, so yes. yeah. So alongside the name, which <laughs> has been stylized, so mm -hmm. it's episode. Sorry, it's, it's episode intermission. Mm. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Episode Intermission is the official name, um, and episode and inter are all caps, but mission is lowercase. Mm. Just make sure you get that. I got it. It's you know, in there. Oh no! Sorry, there's no inter it's Final Fantasy VII oh, remake. No. Final Fantasy VII remake episode intermission. You sold me on a lie. No integrate. No integrate. No, no, no double enter. No, no. Um, so yeah, they basically just like revealed some official information, confirmed that the story is about Yuffie, who is working with Sonon as, on behalf of the Wutai government alongside Avalanche mm -hmm. to try and steal something from Shinra. Um, but they've revealed basically the cast of characters we're going to see. Well, I, 
probably not the entire cast because there's yeah. none of the antagonists or anything really listed here apart from Vice, who we already knew about anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's four new characters that they have introduced who are going to be working alongside Yuffie and Sonon. And they're an interesting bunch, bunch. Uh, yeah. I'd say. The first one is called uh, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Gigi-A? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I, yeah, and GGA, I'm guessing. Um, and they are supposed to be kind of like this, um, I don't know, like a trickster kind of person. Apparently he's blessed with a silver tongue because mm. he can talk himself out of danger. So he's like the go-between person. He, all of these people work for Avalanche in um, in Midgar, mm. um, but he's from Wutai uh, and he kind of acts as the go-between between Wutai and Avalanche. Uh, and he's going to be Yuffie's guide. And we saw him briefly in the trailer trying to um, mislead Shinra operatives. Mm. We then have uh, Nayo, we're, we're saying. Mm. Uh, my my, uh, We're going to guess they're going to say it in, in the Japanese way as opposed to English, which would probably be Nayo. Yeah, so it's probably going to be Nayo. Nayo. Um, but, she, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about her for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. She gives me, for some reason, she gives me, like, Jill from um, Resident Evil vibes. Like just Also Jill little... from 13. Yeah, well, n- not so much that, because she doesn't have the boobs and all that. But, no, you know, who she reminds me of as well is Queen from um, from Type Zero. Like, she's just very sophisticated, very put together. Doesn't look like someone who would be working for Avalanche. Mm, possibly uh, not i don't know she's just very she's just very sophisticated with her little straight bob and stuff um but and her outfit is has got plenty of accessorizing spots her, she's yep. wearing a skirt that has pockets she's taken some notes from tifa to uh with the little leg warmers um but yeah i mean she looks cute she just yeah, I guess that's a thing. Like maybe she's supposed to be a sort of foil for Yuffie, who's way more like free and fun and and like out there. Yeah, so she's supposed to be a, a fixer essentially, mm. which is probably why she looks quite smart and has a tie. Of course, because um, that speaks fixer. <laughs> so she she provides them with ID. Uh, so she maybe works for Shinra mm-hmm. undercover. Mm. Um, and then we've got probably our favorite of the characters. Oh my god, Billy Bob! Just, oh, what? He's he looks like snow, but a snow that's been through it. Yeah, <laughs> and also just the name, like the name, the outfit, Billy Bob. the the character description they've given us. So he's like wearing stained overalls. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like a really big drunkard who's like got a laissez laissez faire attitude. Everyone, this is what this is what they think of Americans. <laughs> I mean, we're not too sure what he's going to sound like, but based on everything they've described so far kind of expecting there to be like a southern accent yeah unfortunately just just harp on those harp on those american stereotypes um but yeah i mean he looks all right he's supposed to be the most experienced member of the avalanche cell Mm. that we're going to be working with and uh, because of his uh alcoholic tendencies he's able Mm -hmm. to gather intelligence effectively 
Mm. So that's how they've they've uh, they've um, made his behavior acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's all right to be a drunkard. He gathers intelligence. All good. Enabling. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, he doesn't look like any drunkard I've seen, honestly, though. But you know, what what can you say? I mean, I've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen um, this this type of character with with such straight like sort of put together hair. It's yeah, it's very with, interesting, and it's not just double denim. He is triple denim: <laughs> trousers, top, and bandana. Mm-hmm. That's dedication. Yeah, and yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, last the last character we've been introduced to is a a youngster called Polk, um, and he's supposed to be the newest member of Avalanche, and uh, is kind of treated as the baby. Mm. And uh, the reason why he's been causing quite a lot of a stir is not because of anything to do with the actual character, but it's because his description mentions that he is an avid player of Fort Condor, mm. a board game mm. that has become very popular in Midgar. So obviously that's what Fort Condor is going to be in the game, I guess. I mean, it does make me wonder whether or not Fort Condor is going to be there still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's going to be this version of this game too. I imagine maybe it will, maybe it will be like the sort of, not sort of limited, like it might play more of a role than like the darts game, but... That would yeah. be an interesting way to do it, just I mean, like they, a game within a game. They did try to have so many mini games within uh, Seven Remake. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like the squats and the the pull ups challenge was in there. And your favorite, trying to find the cats. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it would make sense that they tried to introduce a new a new game. Mm-hmm. And I, based on kind of what we're learning about Integrate and Episode Intermission, it seems as though yeah, like this could be. Uh, a bit of a time sink if they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. There's bound to be some challenges. You're going to have to face opponents of di- uh, varying uh, difficulties, and there'll probably be some trophies attributed to beating the 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 Grand Master of Fort Condor in that particular area. Yeah, I would have thought so. But he he really look like he doesn't really look like any of the other like Final Fantasy characters that we've seen. Like I feel like he looks more like a someone from like life is strange for some reason like i get really big like life is strange vibes from it from him and that's good but he's he's cute he seems nice um hopefully they give these guys a bit more a bit more juice than just like chadley and stuff in the remake i mean it's interesting to me because again it's it's reiterating we knew that Sonon was going to be a new character, but like they're really none of these characters, to my knowledge, have been in the compilation before, mm. um, in any of the books or anything. So like they are full on introducing new characters now. That mm. if there's these five new characters, then that means there's more new characters really of note potentially than they introduced in the in the seven remake. Yeah. So that could be very interesting, and obviously, like if they are introducing these characters, that means. They could feature in part two, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, but it depends if they're able to leave Midgar. Yeah, and then of course there's Vice, who has been labelled as the antagonist now of Intermission, as opposed to, I mean, they said he was going to be a VR mission, which then made it seem like he wasn't going to be. Yeah, anything real. It was just like a, a side challenge, but they've given him like a full description now. 
which is confirming that he is the leader of Deep Ground. He's been restrained um, and he's biding his time waiting to exact revenge. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's positioning Vise as potentially someone who could become a wider antagonist as this whole thing builds out, mm-hmm. which could be interesting. And it could be a way that they... Um, Part two could be amplified a bit more because obviously Vise is not going to play along with Sephiroth's games necessarily. Um, and he's not going to play along with the party's games. He's also an incredibly powerful person. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that that with Vise potentially becoming a bit more active, then that means that the original compilation timeline is is going, well, could well change because Vise didn't appear until Dutch Cerberus, which is a couple of years after yeah. the original storyline. Well, he was active during Crisis Core, but we don't really know what he was doing during that time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, again, should be interesting. Um, I'm definitely, I mean, it makes the question of who else they're going to introduce in the other parts. I mean, we sort of talked about this before in the trailer, but like, what other characters are we going to be seeing coming back and that type of thing? Because, like, I don't think any of us even remotely thought that uh, Vice was going to be here so soon. No. I mean, I think people were thinking that maybe some of the more popular Crisis Core characters would be the ones that came back first, such yeah. as Genesis, Angeal, Cisne. But vice is obviously a prominent part of dirge cerberus but then Mm. that means that potentially nero could come back they they're probably going to introduce shalua at some point because of the relationship that she has with barrett makes Mm. sense to introduce her earlier i think she was also in before crisis too um i don't know if we'll see shulk but we could see uh rozo and azul and you know hollander could potentially appear you there's bound to be stuff around Lazard because of his relationship with Rufus. Like it, yeah. Vice being in this opens up a can of worms, essentially, as to who could come back. Because if Vice is coming back, I mean, it pretty much just is dead certain that Genesis is going to come back because yeah. he is by far the most popular character outside of Zack to have featured in the compilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. We will see. It's going to be an interesting, like, I don't know, however long this lasts, but years to come as we're guessing and seeing who they're going to introduce. And I think also what they do within First Soldier and Ever Crisis is going to to hint at who could potentially be given more spotlight in the remake to come. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's like it's so hard as well, just because like I they probably can't show us that much of the of Yuffie yet. Like I don't know how long this is gonna be. As in, like how long it's gonna take to complete the? How long it's gonna take? Yeah, to play to play it. So like I don't know if they are really going to give us a lot more information. Yeah. I mean, like, like it's so hard to gauge it's how coming out big in like two months be. now, right? So mm. there's probably going to be more information revealed at E3. Now that they've done this, I can't mm. imagine them talking about it really much more until E3. Mm. Um, because it just, I mean, what else can they really say? Yeah. 
without yeah. just revealing what <laughs> exactly. everything is in it. Exactly. They, so, I mean, they I could know. talk about Fort Quanda as a bit, as a mini game and how that's going to work. Mm. Um, but I don't think there's anything else they really need to say at this point. They've introduced the cast of characters. We know that Vice is there. They've talked about all of Yuffie's gameplay mechanics now. We kind of know a bit how Sonnen's going to work. Like, there's not really anything else we need to know. Yeah. To make an informed decision about this. Yeah. We also know, though, that they are going to be releasing a new soundtrack, which is going to be like the 16th soundtrack for the 7 <laughs> remake they've released. Uh, this is going to have three discs worth of new music that's going to feature within how? intermission. Ah, uh, it's like, that's the thing. Like, how how do they have more to show? <laughs> but still, like, intermission is going to have three discs worth of music. Yeah. There had been people saying that they thought this was going to be a short couple of hour experience, but if they've got mm. three hours worth of, or three discs worth of music, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, Seven Remake as a whole had seven discs, eight if you're including the jukebox, mm. and like that was a substantial game. Yeah. So you know, if there's half as much music in Intermission as there is in the Seven Remake, I mean, I don't want to say the game could be half the length, but you know, this could be then saying that intermission is going to be 10 plus hours. Yeah, which would be good. But I guess that's the thing as well is like they have to make it worth the while of essentially getting a PlayStation 5. Yes. Like that's the other thing that they have to work on is like yeah, the fact that... Yeah, if it was just like a throwaway piece of DLC that you can complete in, a couple, in an hour or two, which is basically what most of the Final Fantasy 15 DLC was... Mm then I don't know how many people are going to be incentivized to pick up a PS5 to try and get it. <laughs> PlayStation 5 to play Intermission. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, yeah. And then the other thing that they've revealed is that the they haven't revealed the Western box art, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but they have revealed the Japanese box art. And I've been seeing a lot of consternation around how it looks because it's supposed to be an ode to Final Fantasy VII International. Mm-hmm where it had uh, the logo, but obviously like the original um, box art was white with the logo on top of it. Mm-hmm. The international uh, box art had the logo, but it had Midgar behind it. And this also has the logo with Midgar behind it, but it's like put down at the bottom, so it's not central. Mm. And I, I kind of agree that it looks a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's obviously just them basically confirming that they, they believe that this is Final Fantasy VII Remake International. They just can't call it International because Nomura doesn't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So funny. But yeah, so that's pretty much all of the, uh, the Seven Remake news that's come out. Um, there's going to be, uh, I mean, the, there's the concert happening as well, which they've um, been doing. I think that's in the UK in September. Mm-hmm. I think they've put up a second concert because of there's so much demand so if you got tickets for that congrats yeah <laughs> if you didn't it's okay unlucky you're with us you're um, with us all <laughs> the only other thing we really want to talk about while we have you is is near replicant which mm. comes out later this week uh, we talked about at the beginning we are going to be streaming it it would be so great to have as many of you there as possible watching the stream because mm. I know, I mean, we've gushed about Nier for years on the podcast and you you all know how much it means to us as a game. Mm-hmm. To be able to play that and share that with you all would be so special. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just looking forward to like playing it again. I, I am still apprehensive because I don't want people, we're already seeing it, aren't we? So many people like comparing it to Automata, 
talking about automata and its stuff and it's just like it's not automata i don't envy them honestly because yeah i mean we're, we're producing a video at the moment to talk about the changes and every single like i mean playstation just uh released a video on their channel with playstation underground and like all of the questions were related to automata mm -hmm. the two people who were interviewing the person from square i believe it was had both played automata and all they were worried about was so how's the gameplay going to be like uh, yeah. in comparison to automata what's the story like in comparison to automata like every single question was like how how, how does it compare how are you going to make me feel comfortable as someone who played automata first yeah exactly and it's just like it's that's not what it's about it's about celebrating where what led to automata so that's like, why i say it's, it's 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 hard for them i think because a lot of the people working on the game were big fans of the original mm -hmm. um Taura, obviously who was the gameplay uh, like in charge of the gameplay i believe for automata he's also working on the near replicant remaster remake yeah. version up upgrade whatever you want to call it and um you know he said multiple times that yeah sure we're going to try and introduce some concepts from automata because they're quality of life things you just want to make it a bit more fluid mm -hmm. and we want to give the player more choice but we also do not want to go away from what Nia's combat was. Yeah. Because it wasn't automata. Yeah. And that's okay. It's the same thing you were saying earlier about you don't have to like every Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Like Nia is going to have, Nia had different gameplay. It yeah. was a different game. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. But that's just the thing. It's like, I just, I just worry that they're setting themselves up like it's that whole setting yourself up for failure because everybody's waiting to see i mean i guess ultimately this will sell yeah from everything i've been seeing how it's been trending like any single time playstation puts up a trailer about it it gets mm. hundreds of thousands of views yeah so many more views than other games that are being talked about right now and this is a remaster yeah because near automata was so highly regarded and from like from people like us People that have not played the original, all they ever hear about is how the original is better. Mm. It does, has, I mean, in like, some way, yeah, yeah, in some way, like, yeah, not from a gameplay perspective and presentation, sure, but like, you know, there's there's the oldies like us who have played both, and I would say that the soundtrack to Near is better. I would say that the characters are better in Near, and I'd say the story is better in Near. Yeah, I would say the gameplay was a lot worse. I would yeah. say the, the graphics were a lot worse, yeah. and I, I. You know, a lot of the kind of the mini segments, like the the text adventure and stuff, I'm not necessarily looking forward to those. Mm. But yeah, like it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see how the audiences collide. But I guess my initial point was that like this game will sell. Yeah. If people don't like it, it doesn't really matter that much because no. it's a rehash of an old game. It's not going to put people off their experience that they have with Automata. Automata. Mm -hmm. So all this is going to do is potentially bring some new people in. Mm -hmm. It's going to hopefully be a nice thing for older fans like us. Yeah. And it's going to be hopefully appealing to, let's say, half of the people that played Automata. Yeah. And if half the people that played Automata buy this game, that's 2.5 million copies. It's probably not going to sell 2.5 million copies, but it could sell a million. Yeah. It's going to sell more than the original Near Sold. It's going to give them um, more people that are going to be interested in playing Reincarnation when it comes out. Mm. And I feel as though that's ultimately why this has been made. Yeah. To try and get people to play Reincarnation. Yeah. Um, and then, like, really, no matter how it's critically received, the future of Nier 
which basically has kind of usurped Drakengard. Yeah. As as like the as 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 that franchise now, it's repl- I mean, like I, there probably will be a Drakengard four, but I think their priority is going to be whatever's next with Nia mm-hmm. instead of Drakengard. Or it's whatever, whatever. It just seems to be like whatever Yoko Taro wants to do. <laughs> Essentially, he's just he's. But but yeah, Nia is Square's new baby. It's the yeah. it's like the franchise that they they they've always wanted mm. to exist. But they could just never have, they just never figured out how to do it. And then they just stumbled on Nier Automata. It's been amazing for them. It's sold like five and a half million copies, which is a fantastic result for them. Mm-hmm. That's like on par with what they would expect from a Final Fantasy game and Kingdom Hearts. So Nier is now standing on its own two feet as a valuable franchise. There's going to be another AAA game coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. There has to be. And Reincarnation is going to do well. So yeah. Nier, Nier is going to be coming thick and fast i think yeah and like um oh what was i gonna say i'm just yeah i'm just i'm just really excited i'm really excited to experience everything that near has to offer again and um hopefully i do have more people who will have shared that experience once this is all done just because now like Sort of before, it's always just kind of like, oh, I really love Nier. It's one of my favorite games. And they're just like, oh, we didn't play it in the past. Like, we just, or we played like only a little part of it and then gave up. Yeah, because it was a hard slog. Like, mm. Nier is one of those games, and I don't think I've ever really played many games like it, where the, like, you have to play the whole game mm-hmm. to to really get the vibe for what that game is. But then you never, like, I know you say... One of the reasons I stuck with it is because you kind of like encouraged me to um, because of how how receptive you were about um, the music. And like you never really said that much about the story to me. Like you never really went sold it from the story perspective to me as much as you did. I don't think I wanted to spoil it, though, because I I know that like, yeah. But like that's just what I'm finding interesting is the fact that like I I focused primarily on the story like the story is just it's incredible the story had a profound impact on me Mm. and um but i know that like it's the thing is it's it's a hard game to like Mm -hmm. up up until up until you finish ending b it changes everything because like you know obviously there's the midpoint where you're like what why am i back here what's Mm -hmm. happened and there's a lot of people that give up at that point because they don't understand yeah, they don't understand that they have to play through things again, bit. and like yeah. you know, like because it doesn't make sense. Like, what other games do that? Yeah, but it is it is nice because you just sort of think, okay, great, I don't have to go through the, the entire game. I just have to go through again. half the game. Yeah, half the game. But it's different. Yeah, it is completely different. And um, but I would argue that like I think that there's a lot of really powerful moments even in the first playthrough because there is. For you sure. have like the forgotten the little um the sand but city. But I think that. The first playthrough was what I would be expecting from an RPG in terms of its story delivery, mm-hmm. and the second playthrough elevated it. Yeah, way yeah. beyond anything I'd ever experienced from an RPG before. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a thing. Like, hopefully, I can use sort of what people ha- how people have taken the Final Fantasy twelve like Zodiac Age um, reaction, like. 
hope that maybe it will have a similar thing where it will create new fans for the series and that type of thing. Um, but, but yeah, no, I like, it's, it's just the thing though. It's, it just makes me so much more vulnerable now because like, I just have such, I have such powerful attachments to near and it's going to be judged. And I don't know if I'm ready for that, you know? Like, that's what I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for the judgment, which just sounds really silly, but it's just because I had such a personal, especially now, um, I have such a personal connection with Nier. And that's why I was saying about the crying ugly. It's going to oh come. My God, the waterworks gonna, are going to come. I'm going to cry so ugly. I mean, if I cried during freaking a short hike, I'm going to sob my butt off to Nier, but only <laughs> after ending, um, mainly after ending um a but yeah anyways anyways um yeah so if you could join if you could join us um we'd really appreciate it mm-hmm. uh the next episode of final fantasy union is scheduled to come out on the 4th of may uh you can check out all the old episodes at finalfantasyunion.com and if you enjoy what we do then please feel free to support us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion for now though it's time for us to say goodbye Goodbye. And I'm Dara saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFanceUnion.com production. <laughs>